Welcome to One Haas, a podcast devoted to bringing the Haas community closer together through your stories. I'm your host, Sean Lee, and my mission is to help open our eyes to the network we never knew we had. This is Sean, and I'm here today with David Zhao and Vlad Roshkovsky of the EW2019 program. I'm going to start off talking about you, David, because I've been hearing a lot about you from your classmates. Oh, good. Uh, so that's hope all good things. Absolutely. That's that's kind of how I was like, huh, who's this David Zhao? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I grew up in Philadelphia, spent like 20 some years there. I stayed in state for undergrad. I went to Penn State University and I got a job in consulting after I graduated and did that for about seven, eight years of technology consulting. And by the way, that was with IBM. So like but I kind of got to a point where I was kind of bored of what I was doing. I got really efficient at it. It was okay. It paid okay. But I was kind of looking for, you know, what's the next thing to evolve into? And that's when an MBA really made sense. So I applied to a couple of places. And then this one I thought at the time was, you know, a really good fit. So I came here and, you know, started to really discover whatever I can in my first year. And the result of that was, you know, I was interested in finance, right? I really wanted to do finance, got really involved mm-hmm. during my first year. So I went to a lot of speaker series, on-campus events. And because my client was actually really close to Berkeley, I got an opportunity to take advantage of a lot of stuff that was happening midday. Right. And a lot of my other classmates don't have that opportunity. But I did that. I, I was in you know, a case competition. I was in a fellowship for finance. And then that kind of all materialized into a summer internship that I had this past summer. Right. Um, so I went to Hong Kong, I did an internship in private equity and loved it. It was a great experience. It was a really hard work, but I found out that I can handle it. And so I came back and thought, you know, really, unless you have investment banking experience under you, you're never going to work for like a good fund. Right. right. And so like I dove into IB recruiting and then, you know, like four months of that later, me and some of my peers are all you know, slotted into summer associate positions at investment banks. So congrats. Look, thank you. Looking forward to that this summer and hopefully full time. So let's dial it back a little bit. Take a step back to your first year, right? As a student, kind of, did you know going into school that you wanted to go into banking? No, nah, no idea. I think that's what I wrote on my application essay, but I kind of wanted to just explore everything. So when I came in in September, I kind of followed the herd, mm-hmm. right? I heard product management was this great thing. And if you use the, what is called the career management website, right. you have a thing called Career Connect where alumni will sign up actually and to like do like a resume review or just informational. And then I talked to a, like maybe like 20 people in product management. Right. And at that point, I kind of found too many similarities with what I was doing in tech consulting. Got it. And like, you know, most of those roles aren't that interesting. You're just grinding out features at large corporations, you know, working with a lot of engineers, cross, cross-functional teams. So I was like, screw it, this is too similar, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And the next thing was really to explore finance. And then that's you know, when I started signing up for investment banking and private equity speaker series. I got into it and I was like, you know, sign me up. Like, how do I start learning more about this? But obviously as a first year EW, you can't, you know, go into recruiting. Yep. yep. So I, I just kind of asked around, you know, what materials are you reading to prep? I just took that and kind of, you know, used it to teach myself and then Combination of that and just like Googling, Investopedia, reading a bunch of stuff online. I think most of the stuff, like you just have to pursue it yourself. Like nobody is going to feed it to you. Right. And by the time you get those classes in your second year, it's already too late. Right, right. Right. And Vlad, first off, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. Yeah, actually, 
similar to Dave. I'm from the East Coast, originally from Russia. Then I lived in Miami, grew up there to University of Florida, got my finance degree and started working supply chain, ended up being like five years of just promotions after one after another. And then you kind of get put into this career and you're like, I didn't, I have a finance degree. I never yeah, used yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know, same, same story. I was getting kind of bored. I'm mm-hmm. like, let me just change everything. Moved out here, sold my house and kind of like quit my jobs, moved out here after I got into Haas. Right. And then with the intention of doing finance, that's kind of a little bit of a difference mm-hmm. is like, I actually want to try the thing that I was supposed to do. Right. And Again, I heard about the same same as you. I heard about this guy, like a stealthy guy, <laughs> kind of like doing all this stuff. We were stuff. In the same cohort. We were, <laughs> we were, but like I didn't know. I just knew you as like, you know, Dave. But like then you start hearing things like, okay, wait, what? He got a PE internship? Wait, he, is he, did he quit his job? Somehow he's doing all these events? I don't get it. So I like kind of teamed up and started like doing stuff together. I ended up getting an internship myself early um, right. as well, like at a boutique investment bank to kind of get it on the resume. You're talking about your first summer, right? Yeah, and then you have stuff to talk about during interviews and coffee chats and stuff like that, you Got know, it. with these bankers. So let me ask you this, because uh, when did you guys start looking into banking during your first year? November? October? October. Yeah, there November. was a speaker Basically, series. Yeah, That's that, how we started. Exactly, yeah. And f- first years, we're, we're allowed to sit in on these. Right. Mm-hmm. We can't take the one credit course, but, you know, you're welcome to just go there and listen. And the speaker series, is it uh, during, like, the weekday? It's, uh, it's like on nights, right? Sometimes yeah. like 4 to 6 p.m., sometimes like 6 to 8. Right. Got it. And that gave you the exposure you needed to, to basically make a decision to, to dive deeper into this. Yeah. So like the ME program will give you a lot of windows to look into, right? right? And then from that, you really have to do your own diligence right? and make your own decisions on what makes sense for you. Um, but yeah, our goal was to get in front of as many windows as possible, just so we can start fil- you know, filtering things down. Right, right. And uh, I think that's what we did. And then from there on, how did you guys proceed to, I guess... There's another semester to fill up or two semesters to fill up. What do you guys do between that, you know, November till, I guess, on-campus interviews? Yeah, the first thing we did, we signed up for a case competition. It was like a small cap stock pitch valuation, basically. And then we didn't know what we were doing. We, it was in Canada. We ended up getting like into the, what is it, is this the, round the Montreal one? Yeah. Montreal one. Yeah. The VBCC. Van Berkham, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to that in, oh, in oh, March. Yeah. Nice. Oh my God, we have some advice. Okay, <laughs> yeah. great. That's awesome. We didn't know what we were doing. So yeah, so you guys went to that competition yeah. and basically yeah. got our ass handed to us in the first day. It was a two-day competition. No, so, yeah. so like, I mean, like I, like I told you, we were you know, looking at some of the finest stuff ourselves at the prep materials, right? So it's not like we, we came in at zero. Like yeah. Before we went, we at least tried to you know, know how to do a DCF and all that stuff, which I think like, I think Ming mentioned when yep. she was on, it, you guys seem knowledgeable. You guys seem in a much better position <laughs> than we were. She's, she's but, finance background. But we oh, had okay. nobody with the finance background. I see. And then we were competing against other MBA teams who were, were like, they had CFAs, they had former bankers. Yep. It's, long story short, we had no idea how to put together those investment slides because of our experience in industry. They liked how we talked to those points. And a lot of it was just like, our, our slides were terrible. Yeah. Right? A lot of it, just like last minute bullet points are like, guys, just talk about it. Right. Like, don't read the slides, just talk about it. Mm-hmm. And apparently, Two of the judges loved that, and they offered to coach us the night. They gave us all these pointers. And the next day, we did exactly what he said, right. and we grabbed third. It was kind of like surreal. Right. Who was first? Uh, awesome. Was it Duke? Dartmouth. Dartmouth. First. Congrats. That was fun. I hope you guys dethroned this year. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's what I hear from, uh, from Ming, is that you want to support us so that we can represent Berkeley and win. I like that. I like that. All right, so from there on, what happened? So we did that, and Go then... Ahead. No, we basically started... I interviewed for my internship. Yeah. I got it. And then you, 
So like Vlad's, like we had very different sources of internships. So me was because my family had relationships in Asia Mm -hmm. and I kind of had it lined up with Vlad is actually, his came out of Bill Renfis, who's the executive director of the finance program. And he sends emails out, right? So you want to be on his his D list if you're interested in finance. Right. He was sending out these roles saying, hey, this boutique Chinese investment bank wants to hire somebody for a summer internship. And there will always be those around like, you know, the March, April timeframe. Right. And then, so he's jumped on it. He right. applied, he interviewed and he got it. Right. right. So I think like, versus what I did, his is like a much more realistic path for most MBAs. Right. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I mean, so like Bill, like if you're active enough, you're doing these case competitions, things like that, you get noticed by the people that run the, you know, the finance program, whatever. So Bill kind of knew who I was and he sent me an email on the side. He's like, Hey, check my email that I sent to the group. You should probably apply to it. I know you're working full time, but like, it's probably it's a part time internship. Just try it out. Right. He's like they just want someone who's enthusiastic. They're kind of behind the curve and start in terms of the process. You know mm-hmm. the, the whole recruiting process. So they just need someone to help out. So I bugged the guy enough to give me an inter- interview, and then um, ended up liking me. And I like realized that you can't really do it part time. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I trying to handle both like working full time and banking. Um, and a lot of the work that full time work at in supply chain was like delegating quote unquote really yeah. just you know if you have direct reports make sure they get the job done and right, right. I started focusing more on this banking thing and then after like four months I ended up quitting at the job in supply chain and kind of going full force into banking mm-hmm. and it was at that point where they wanted me to stay on full time because summer was over already yeah but I'm like look I'm going to school and I'm also recruiting right. for you know another bank next summer so we worked out a thing where it's like I was an independent contractor with them helping them out for a little while like small projects here and there right and then once I got I kind of used that to, like I said, be able to talk about something like experiences with these other bankers, mm-hmm. interviews, stuff like that. And then once I got the, the offer at Credit Suisse, um, you know, I dropped that and just waiting to start that. I think that's really good insight because a lot of times for first year EWs, uh, the fear or just the overarching message that we get is that, oh, we shouldn't do internships in our first summer because usually they're looking to hire immediately the following summer. Like that's, that's a path. It's a good position right? to be in. But... <laughs> The way you're pitching it is, you know, still being able to help out with that company wherever you're at, still staying connected, and and, right. and still making yourself valuable. Uh, I think that's that's the key thing. Right. So for the companies, a lot of them don't want to hire first year EWs because the idea is they want to give you a full time offer if you're good, and if you, they're giving you an internship your first summer, that means somebody else might get you for internship their next summer. Right. There's always companies that are looking for help, like the one in Vlad's case. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's your job to sniff them out, right? And mm-hmm. add something on your resume that shows that you have this authentic interest in the field and that you didn't just wake up one day and said, I want to do finance, yeah. right? That's right. what it's demonstrated. They don't really care what you did, right? Right. It all kinds of builds on itself, right? Like we did the speaker series and then we did the case competition. Because we did the case competition, I was able to talk to the interview at the first internship and see, yeah, I did this. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm interested in finance. It's just all the stuff I've already done on my own. And then once I did this internship, I used that for the next step, which is like, look, I already did this internship plus the case comp, plus all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like you could talk about more and more stuff and it becomes a believable story. Right. You know right. I mean? If I had to summarize it, I would just say hustle, be nice to people and things will happen for you. Right. Like, it just will. So what is that burning reason or that desire for you guys to go into banking? I, I, I talked to David about this last weekend and, and he told me some good reasons. Let's start with you. Well. For me, there's no other career that can like pay you to learn. Mm-hmm. Like one thing we've learned about banking through talking to people, and like we did like over a hundred coffee chats, was like 
you're literally learning something every single day, right? right? So like, there's that aspect of it, and you're getting paid pretty well to do it. The other thing is, there's a lot of exit opportunities, right? Like, you could stay in banking, that's great. That's, mm-hmm. But if it's not for everyone, you can be a CFO, like I was saying earlier, you can maybe go to PE, depending on you know, how lucky you are and good right. you are. But like, there's so many other things, there's no other career that offers you all those things in one, plus a great paycheck. Let's be honest, right? And, and follow up on the coffee chats. How did you come across these opportunities? So those, that's when you're officially in the OCR o- On-campus recruiting. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, basically what happens is you start out, the banks all come to campus and yeah. they do a little presentation each on their own day. Yeah. At those presentations, you network, basically get contact info and like ask people if they want to talk to you one-on-one instead yeah. of in groups. And then once you do that with enough banks, you, you kind of start the ball rolling, right? You talk to one person and if you're normal and they like you, yeah, yeah, they yeah. move you on to the next person. And yep. You basically do that with every single bank or as many as you can. That's the other thing we should probably talk about, right? Like casting a wide net. How did you guys get into OCR the first year? Well, no, this was already we didn't. Oh, they this didn't is the second year. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say. You can only do it once, by the way. I didn't know that. You literally have one chance and if you can't do it again, like you're not allowed to. Uh, like the, the, the third year, right? right. Well, that's a uh, hundred coffee chats. That's impressive. That's, that's hustling. Yeah, each one, if you think about half an hour to an hour. Yeah, but then there's like the prep beforehand and the right. brief afterwards and the dressing up and going to the city or emails, South Bay. Thank emails, emails, thank you. Jesus, we would stay up till like 2 a.m. doing thank you emails and make sure you do not get a single word wrong in those. And you know what I mean? Like yeah, you yeah. get a single thing wrong, you're out. You're out. That's intense. And, and the thing is, you guys mentioned that you guys found a lot of, I guess, like partnerships or, or people to, to work on this with, really to go through this process with. And that helped you a lot? Yeah, so like it's, it's kind of like we met in our first years in class. So like, you know, me and Vlad have been going at it since, you know, like November, right? And then we did the case comp. So I knew I wanted to work with him. Yeah. And then Jamie Moon is the other, other person in our group. We knew that she was good. And then I actually had to like kind of a little bit of convince her to go into banking. Now she really likes it. But in the summer, she needed a little convincing. But we, we knew she was good and we liked her a lot. So we pulled us in. And then we thought three people is perfect, perfect. amount of people yeah. and like. You look for people who are similar to you in terms of like your dedication to this thing because you don't want like some guy sitting there and the other two are studying and he's kind of pulling in all the info and not adding anything to the group. You know yeah. what I mean? So like it was pretty even throughout the thing. Like I remember we started ahead of Jamie. Yeah. But she's like smarter than both of us. And she like she ended up with the best like, offer. Yeah. yeah she, she got the best yeah. offer. She like, which is okay. Right. Like we love her. Exactly. Right? We're happy that our friend right. did well. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's like lifetime relationships, you know what I mean, that you're going to build. Right. So it's like, it's like when you're pledging a fraternity or something, yeah, going yeah. through the, the hell with people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, it's a good thing to do. Any reason why you guys decided to, to team up to go through this process? A little depressing doing it alone, right? Yeah. All that studying and nobody talk. Like, because there's a lot of stuff that you can synergize, right? You know, like three people, we gossip in our little WhatsApp group all the time. Like, yeah. who did you talk to at this bank? What did he say? Exactly. Right now you have a lot of information instead of just one person. Right, you build yeah. on that. Plus, I mean, I don't consider myself a particularly smart person. You are who you surround yourself with. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So I, yeah. I set out with that exact thing is to look for people who I want to be like. You yeah. know what I mean? And like kind of get to their level. We're complimentary. Like I always say Vlad is very like, he's good with relationships, right? He's good at getting people like, but like Jamie is like very academic. She'll study the crap out of something. And when Vlad says, oh, I know everything, she'll come up with like a couple of points that he's yeah. like, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And then Dave will stay up for like three weeks straight and just know everything, like just the dedication. You know what I mean? Like you, you see that kind of quality in people and like, oh my God, what am I doing? I have to catch up. You know what I mean? I have to be like that. Yeah. 
So for, for someone interested, let's say for uh, 2020 or incoming students, what kind of advice do you have for them? What are these study materials that you're talking about, for example? Yeah, we have a whole Google Drive full of materials. I'd say the most important are these guides called Breaking to Wall Street. So they have a very basic guide called the 400, like 400 interview questions, but that's very elementary, right? right. And 400 is breaking down by section like accounting, discounted cash flow, enterprise value, and so forth. Yeah. Each one of these sections have an individual guide that goes on for like 160 pages, right? Right. If you're really interested in learning, I would start with that as soon as possible so you don't all put it to you know, next fall uh-huh. when you're trying to do all these coffee chats. And at the same time, build your case file for why might the banks want to hire you, right? Do case competitions, get involved in clubs, seek out mentorship, try to get a summer internship. And for me, I also wanted to add another dimension. So like, I, I actually couldn't swim at the beginning of 2017, mm-hmm. but I took that up because I wanted to do a half Ironman. And having that on my resume helped a ton because at the end when you're like only associate MVPs, like lower level people care about like, if you know like what EBITDA is or technical questions, if you, once you get to the director and managing director level, all they care about is the last few lines in your resume. Yeah. It's like, Oh, what do you do for fun? Yeah. And then like first year I went to Kilimanjaro, hiked it with some posies. That was cool. So I talked about that a lot. I talked about my, my half Ironman a lot and you know, they love that. They yeah. eat it up. It's funny you bring that up. Cause that's actually on my list of questions was to talk about the Ironman, the half Ironmans. <laughs> Yeah, you got to do something that sets you apart, right? Exactly. Like, or at least something that says you can suffer, right? Because yeah. they're the most concerned about people coming in and figuring, oh, like this job is too hard. I can't do it. Yep, right? yep. And it's good evidence. Yeah. And like, uh, like, like you have to start early in doing this stuff. Because you have that time, you can actually build this case, like he was saying. Later on, all you can really do is study. Yeah. You know what I mean? And meet people. But now you have the time to do solid things that take time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is this kind of material available at CMG or is this like books you bought on Amazon? You want to get involved with the finance club and we'll take care of basically whatever you need. Well, we'll give you the, you know, what to look into. Mm-hmm. If, but I think a lot of it also, it's 50, 50, like half of it depends on the person, right? Yeah. I mean, you got to figure it out too. And it, it's kind of like going down a rabbit hole, right? Right, right. We'll give you some introductory materials. If you want, we'll give you more materials. We'll give you books to read, you know, like different websites to follow. And then, but it's ultimately on you how interested you are. If you're very interested, you'll do a ton of work yourself, right? And then you'll come to me, like, I mean, I'd, I'd be open to setting up like a bi-weekly thing with somebody and things like, hey, Dave, I've been doing X, Y, Z. Like, do you have any recommendation of what I can look at? Right? We're going to be peer advisors to, yeah. too. Exactly. I mean, like, we're going to be peer advisors for the next group of investment banking recruits. Mm-hmm. And we're also the officers forum. in the finance club. We're going to do that Q&A forum thing for incoming. We're, yeah. We're setting up a Q&A forum for, you know, 2020 EWs interested in banking. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like all of us that got internships are going to sit on the panel. Mm-hmm. I would say that's good to listen to, even if you aren't interested in banking. Right. Mm-hmm. One, because you never know. Two, you might be interested in something else that banking can lead into. For example, you can go to private equity, you can go to venture capital, you can go to corp dev. Right. You can be a CFO. Right. There's a lot of When's things. this panel is going to be sometime next month? Right. April. Okay. Yeah. So coming up soon. Great. We'll hear this through the finance club probably. Yeah, so I'll definitely say like join the finance club through, uh, was it, campus groups? Mm-hmm. Yeah, campus that's groups, yeah. That, like that'll get you on the email, at yep. least at the email listserv. And then from there, I mean, like you said, if you're attentive to this stuff and you yeah. see the stuff that's in the newsletter and all that stuff, then mm-hmm. yeah. you'll put yourself in the right spot. Yeah. And once you're there, then people right. will take and care And ultimately, of you. We're, we're happy to help anybody that's really interested, right? right? Because, yeah. you know, the more bankers Haas can put into 
the Bay Area or New York or LA, the better it is for all of us. Right? Yeah, the brand. But I mean, I will always also say that it's a two-way street. Right. Right. There are people that approach us that just aren't that interested. Yeah. And obviously, we're not going to put as much effort into those people. That makes sense. Same thing with the class ahead of us. Right? Yeah. Right. Yep. <laughs> That's great. Let's uh, wrap this up. What are some, uh, any, just aside from banking, what are some parting advice you have for first years or incoming students in general as a second year student? Yeah. I mean, just based on you know, how, how I kind of did my, my experience, I would say you're already paying 150K to be here. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to spend something else incremental, like, you know, maybe quitting your job for like a short period of time or I don't know, whatever you can invest in, right? You already yep. pay the money. Invest a little more to get the maximum ROI, right? Because the classes, what does it say? Like Wharton or Harvard already put their first year courses on the internet. Like you can't really learn anything life-changing from those classes. Right. The value of the MBA is in you know, the windows that it presents, the opportunities, CMG. Right. And like, it's, it's about the people you meet. Like I was saying earlier, right? Like if, don't ever let the class get in the way of you like potentially making a lifelong relationship. If you have to skip a class or grab a beer with a guy, go grab a beer. You know what I mean? Like how many times have we done I, that? I don't like, condone you to like just ditch every class, but like don't get bad grades. Like my first year, I actually had some you know extra time. I wasn't that busy on my consulting projects when I was working for IBM. I did a lot of homework during work, and then so like I I wanted to get my GPA as high as possible. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a very smart person. I got it up to a three six, but you know in the fall semester when I was busy with you know, all this other stuff, obviously it started tanking and I think I'm down to like a three, three, five, but no one cares. At nobody point. cares, yeah. right? You yeah. get your first internship. Nobody even looks at your GP anymore. Yeah. You can have a four Oh and come away in the exact same job you came in with. You have to make the MBA worth it for you. It's your own responsibility to do so. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just not going to, it's not going to just happen. That's for sure. That's one thing I learned. It's like hard truth. <laughs> no, that's great. Thanks guys. Yeah. I no really appreciate having you here. Glad to be here. Say your own names, I guess. David Zhao and Vlad Ryskovsky. All right. If you guys need uh, any more info on these, hopefully we'll get some links up on the podcast and so you guys can reach out to, uh, to David and Vlad. Thanks for having you guys. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. My aim is to bring the Haas community closer together through your stories. We're always looking for Haasies willing to share their stories and experiences so that we can give you more insights into the different programs, different careers, and ultimately different perspectives. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please feel free to email me for suggestions on how I can improve this podcast, or if you have any recommendations on people or content you'd like to hear. My email is reachshawn at berkeley.edu. That's spelled R-E-A-C-H-S-E-A-N at berkeley.edu.